They began dating in March of 2019, moved in together with Laundrie's parents in Northport, Florida, and uh, Sarasota County that year. To save money for the trip, Petito, the eldest of six siblings and a half-siblings, worked in Florida as a prime pharmacy technician. Because Petito and Laundrie got engaged in July of 2020. On June 17, 2021, they were both in Blue Point for Petito's brother's graduation ceremony. On July 2, 2021, they departed from Blue Point in the 2012 Ford Transit Connect van converted to a camper for a four-month cross-country uh, van-dwelling trip. This is a couple of documenting their trips on Petito's YouTube account as well as their Instagram accounts. And this is on August 12, 2021, a witness called 911 emergency line claiming that the couple was fighting in the town of Mobe, Utah, um, in front of a, a Moonflower Community Cooperation. The witness told the dispatcher they've seen a man slap a woman, and after the two ran up, um, ran up and down the sidewalk, the man hit the woman again and then drove off. They were later be identified as Laundry and Petito. Says later, a separate witness described other parts of the Moonflower incident in a statement to the police that said Petito and Laundry were talking aggressively and that Petito was, was punching him in the arm. The witness said it looked like Laundry was trying to leave Petito and, and, and take her phone with him before Petito eventually climbed into the driver's seat, moved over the passenger seat and asked, why do you have to be so mean? And then they drove off. It says, when police responded, they forced traffic stop of the van near the entrance of uh, Archer's uh, National Park, and they found Petito crying heavily in the passenger seat when they told officers she was struggling with personal issues. So the responding officer wrote in this report that at no point in my investigation did Gabriel stop crying, breathing heavily, a composed sentence without needing to wipe away tears, wipe her nose, or rub her uh, knees with, with their hands. Says Petito told the officers that he had been arguing over excessive cleaning of the van, telling, telling the officers that some days I have really bad obs obsessive compulsive disorder, OCD, and it just was cleaning and straightening up, and I was apologizing to them and saying I'm so mean. I'm so mean because sometimes I have OCD and get frustrated. Petito's father said that she did not have OCD and that she was using it as a as a slang term. So body cameras, see, this is where I'm going to say this to you. This is where those police, and I believe were in Utah, fucked up. Because most men, they would have been arrested instantly. Because, again, like I tell the men, like I've told guys, you know, at my job where I work at in the gas station, I've told other guys, and I've said this on YouTube channel, the police are not for the man. They're for the children, and they're for the women only, okay? See, they fucked up because, see, if this was a black man, that dude would have been done. He would have been would have been hauled off to, you know, to, to, to jail. That woman would have been somewhere in a hotel, whatever. You know, they ended up dri driving him to a hotel, which, you know, which, which was crazy. Um, you know what I mean? So... Just got a text... Sucks. Work. <laughs> but um, they fucked up because if that was a black man, I'm telling you this, I'm telling you this, I'm telling you this, he would have been hauled off, would have been arrested. That girl would have been, whether it was a white girl, black or whatever. Case was, you know, those, those police in Utah fucked up by not 
by not um, arresting, arresting him. You know, the bottom line is this. They fucked up. Gabby still would have been alive right now if those police didn't fuck up. You know what I'm saying? Because what does it say? Um, this is body cam footage from the separate offices released on September 30th. Petito first downplayed the physical altercation, but after the officer points out marks on her arm and face and tells her to just be honest, she tells him Laundry kept telling me to shut up and grab and grab my face. Showing the officer cut that she had from it and saying that it was it was burnt. Petito told the officer that she hit him first and asked the officers not to separate them. Laundry told the officer that Petito gets really worked up and that he was just trying to push her away. Says Laundry said that they had been arguing and emotionally tension had been building due to traveling together for four to five weeks. Both agreed that Petito had struck Laundry. Says both uh, agreed that Petito had struck Laundry since she was concerned that he was leaving her alone and stranded after he got in the van. In the report, the officers wrote that the male tried to create distance by telling Gabby to take a walk to calm down. She did not want to separate from the male and begin slapping him. She grabbed her face and he grabbed her face and pushed her back as she pressed upon a van, which is a lie. And I'm sure that's a fucking lie. So, so, um, since neither Petito nor Laundrie wanted to press charges as a result of the incident, the police arranged for Laundrie to spend the night at the Bowen Mo Mo Motel in Mobe and Petito to stay in the van separate. Uh, the two characterized the incident as mental slash emotional health break you know, rather than domestic violence. Since police body cams recorded the in interaction between officers Laundrie and Petito, footage released to the public on September 16th. You know, the Mope City Police Department announced on September 23rd it would, would investigate if the, the officers handled the case in accordance with police uh, department policies. Again, they to me, they fucked up. Okay, they fucked up by having this, you know, whole situation. And this is on August 24th, that 2021, according to staff, Petito stayed at the Fairfield Inn in Suits Hotel near, near Salt Lake City International Airport. Since Petito's mother said that her daughter had told her they would travel from Salt Lake City to Yellowstone National Park and had just received a FaceTime call from her around um, around August 24, 2001, um, and said in Grand uh, Tate National Park in Northern Wyoming. Says on August 25th, the final post was made from Petito's Instagram account photos and front of the butterfly mirror outside the restaurant in uh, Ogden, Utah. His text message also continued to be sent from Petito's phone to her mother until August 30th. On August 27th, August 27th, the text was sent to her mother that said, can you help Stan? I just kept getting his voicemail miscalled. The text raised concern Petito's mother who said Stan was her grandfather. And Petito never referred to him by the first name. So last message sent on August 3rd said, no service, Yosemite. Uh, Her mother expressed uncertainty about, about those uh, sent texts. This is sent messages. This is investigators believe she disappeared sometime between August 27th and August 30th. There's a number of witnesses 
came forward, described the encounter with a couple of the event via post social media, most notable on TikTok and YouTube. It says a number of them reported that they contacted uh, enforcement authorities with their observations. It says a witness claimed that on August 27th, between 1 p.m. and 2 p.m., she saw Lange and Petito together at uh, Mary, uh, Mary Piglet's a Tex-Mex restaurant in Jackson Hole, Wyoming. This is per the witness. Larry had an argument with the manager, waitress, and hostess apparently about money, and she was aggravated, and then was aggravated. So the witness said she later saw Petito return to the restaurant crying and apologized for Lange's behavior. Restaurant staff confirmed by Instagram that Laundry and Petito were indeed in the restaurant. So, you know, and another thing too, we know, I, I, I'm, I'm, I'm assuming that her, the, uh, Brian's parents are helping him, you know, for now, wherever he's at. You know what I'm saying? Because it's, it's funny how they can't find this guy, supposedly. You know what I'm saying? So, um, since Petito reported missing the disappearance of Lange, says on September 11th, Petito's mother filed uh, a missing persons report in relation to Petito after not hearing from her since uh, late August. On September 14th, the police seized the van from Lange's family home to search for additional evidence. Crime scene te technicians found an external hard drive that was later examined as part of the search warrant. It says on September 15, Laundrie was named person of interest. Laundrie's parents refused to speak to police and Petito's family and hired a lawyer who advised them to remain silent. Two days later, on September 17, uh, Laundrie was reported by his parents by, by a missing person after they allegedly did not hear from him since September 14th. I wonder why. Based on the information from the Laundrie's family of his possible whereabouts, the FBI police searched the laundry in the 25,000-acre, 100-kilometers uh, Cotton Reserve, a Syracuse County Park, approximately 13 miles, 21 kilometers uh, north, northwest from uh, Northport. Says on September 17th, the Grand County Sheriff stated that a recent double homicide that also took place and mob was determined it had been unrelated to Petito's disappearance. So again, like I said, um, I think this whole thing is bullshit. You know what I'm saying? And um, it's it's crazy. You know what I mean? And it's like, I don't understand it. I'm going to um, try to see if I can play something real quick. But you know, it's just like this is this is the this is fucked up, you know what I'm saying? And, and uh, don't worry, when they catch this bastard, you know what I'm saying? Uh, you know, they're gonna get, you know, they're gonna, you know, this son of a bitch is gonna pay. What's this? Let me see. So you know, I'll give you guys a quick. Maybe we could find a more productive way to get. Let's see. So. Reported missing and later found to be the victim of homicide in Wyoming. She and fiance Brian Laundrie were pulled over near Moab, Utah on August 12th, 2021. Subject says to hit the crime. A 911 call was placed earlier in the day. 
in which the caller says they saw an altercation between a couple outside the Moonflower Community Cooperative, a natural food store. What were they doing? Uh, we drove by and the gentleman was slapping the girl. He was slapping her? Yes, and then we stopped. Petito and Laundry were pulled over about five miles away soon after. It's unclear if police were aware of the call or its contents at the time they pulled the van over. Petito and Laundrie had been documenting their cross-country trip since early August. In the days and weeks after police body camera footage of the couple was released, national interest in Petito's case skyrocketed. Internet sleuths have combed through her Instagram for clues about her relationship with Laundrie. On TikTok, the hashtag Gabby Petito has been viewed over a billion times. We spoke to clinical and forensic psychologist Dr. Veronique Valier about the couple's behavior seen in police body camera footage. The 911 call describes some very alarming things. The fact that uh, somebody was seen in public being slapped. We know domestic violence is particularly a um, private crime, and when it becomes public, that suggests a level of severity and escalation that's highly concerning. When one of the officers at the scene first speaks to Petito alone, she tried to explain why she and Laundry were arguing. Somebody, I really bad OCD, and I just, I was just cleaning and straightening up like a man before, and I was apologizing to him and saying, I'm sorry that I'm so mean, because sometimes I have OCD and sometimes I just get really frustrated. When Gabby is describing her situation, she uses easily used mental health words like OCD and anxiety. That in no way, shape, or form, especially with younger people, means that that's a real thing, that that's a real mental health crisis. But she is describing an emotional state of extreme stress and distress. I don't know, we've been fighting that morning, and, and he wouldn't let me in the car before. Why wouldn't he let you in the car? Because you just told me I need to calm down. The other thing she reveals immediately is that she's completely dependent on this situation because she quit her job to go across the country. So she had nobody there, no resources but but him. And that dependency and vulnerability needs to be taken into account. Brian was also interviewed by police at length, describing the altercation outside the natural food store before they were pulled over. When he's interviewed, there's a very different take. He physically demonstrates putting his hands on her repeatedly through that body cam, pushing with both hands, pushing with one hand, holding himself away. And in the context of she's crazy, that's easily accepted as self-defense for restraining movements. What was the disagreement about? It was, it was, I wouldn't even call it disagreement. It was just, uh, I'm dirty and I can't change being dirty like I got dirty feet, like I got sand off the puffs and stuff like that. What amped her up? What stressed her out? And he says, you know, my feet were dirty. I got sand in the van. All of things that look very innocuous that an overreacting person flipped out about. The other thing that strikes me immediately about this situation is most of the body cam is interviewing him. They look at him for injuries. They decided very quickly that he was the victim. Brian indicates himself that the it never got physical until I locked her out. I went physical before the point where I said, All right, let's, let's just take a breather and, and like walk away for a minute. I'll walk the van up. I'll go for a walk this way and you can go walk down that way in the block. I, I was the one. He's, I, just, 
I didn't want to go anywhere. And my figure is, I don't have a phone, I don't really, I don't have a phone. So she goes off without me. I'm on my own. <laughs> so uh, I was saying, let's just go for a walk. And she was trying to get the keys straight, so I was just going straight back up, back up. And that's what she did. I, I didn't. I didn't get my own pursuit, I didn't get very, I didn't get overly physical, I was just trying to keep her away Clearly, that was a panic situation for her. She may have feared being abandoned, she may have been left before, she may have other issues where he knows this theme of locking the van and walking away and leaving her alone, that's a very commonly used control tactic to force the victim to be aware of their dependence and their fear. According to a police report obtained by the Washington Post, another 911 caller said Petito tried to climb in through the driver's side window after apparently being locked out. At the very end of the video, she is nervous and says, I'm not used to driving this car. I just don't usually drive the van, so I just want to make sure it's not like far. Now, to me, that should have been a red flag, too, because earlier he says, he has to maintain control of the keys and lock her out of the van so that she won't drive away without him. Those are two vastly contrasting presentations of what is likely to happen if she doesn't even want to drive to town. Petito's body was found on September 19th and her death ruled a homicide. A federal arrest warrant was issued for laundry after a Wyoming grand jury indicted him for the use of a debit card and PIN number that weren't his after Petito died. Federal investigators are searching for him in a wilderness area near Northport, Florida. We have to draw some really hard lines where certain things aren't okay. Like it's never okay to hit somebody in the face and it's not okay to lock somebody out of their home or make them panic. Once this kind of behavior becomes public, it's it's escalated behavior. It's what we see in public. You can only magnify what must happen in private. So one thing that that young lady, the, the woman kept speaking about, and this is what people got on the stand. She kept saying the word behavior. Brian's behavior. See, see, that's the problem today. Behavior. Behavior and actions, everybody. Remember this. Whatever we do is behavior and actions. So those cops, their behavior was terrible. Or park range, whoever the hell they were out in Utah, they were, they were, it was horrible. It was disgusting because they should have arrested this guy quickly. And put, you know what I'm saying, and put her in a hotel somewhere with some type of protection. But they didn't do that. Okay? She was an emotional person. She was dependent on this guy that was a fucking abusive asshole. Okay? And um, you know what I'm saying? So that's that's the one thing. She was dependent. And you heard her say, I'm, I'm not used to driving a van. So that means she relinquishes all, con he, she relinquished all her control to him. So this is why I say, listen, I mean, no relationship's perfect. I've been, I've been an abuser in a relationship before. Um, I'm not going to sit back and say I haven't been because I have. See, I can be man enough to admit to my wrongs and say I fucked up. I shouldn't have done that, you know. And you know, I paid the price for it. You know, lost people in my life for it. It's not worth it. 
See, I can admit that my flaws, you know what I'm saying? Because of my behavior was not right. See, I can be a man and say my behavior was not right. This behavior right here from the officers was not right. And the behavior is that they should have got them separate from each other as quickly as possible. You know, because they didn't want to file any charges against each other, which was, should have been a red flag right there. Again, you know what I'm saying? She was an emotional person. Yes, she cares about this man. That's fine. But, you know, this guy apparently had a plan to do her in. And he did. And now he's allegedly missing. You know, they haven't found him in like over, what, three, you know, three years have been around for almost three weeks now. So, again, I'm telling everybody, behavior, decisions, you know what I'm saying, got to be better. Communication is the key to being successful in any relationship. Have I, do I have my ups and downs with people in this life? Absolutely. Do I have ups and downs with family members? Absolutely. But here's the thing. My communication has to be better. This communication was horrible. Okay, no matter how much they tried to, uh, oh, you know, you know, you, it's like there were so many red flags there. Her, her climbing in, her climbing into the car to try to get into the car. That's a red flag right there. Him, him, them having marks, her having marks on her, on her body. That's another red flag. You know what I'm saying? Him having marks on his face. That's a red flag. You know, you know, um, her saying that she slapped him first or whatever the case or hit him in the arm or whatever whatever the case is. Doesn't matter. Grabbing the steering wheel. That listen to me. I'm not saying it's her fault. Cause it's not. Because clearly she's dead. And she's never coming back. And she was a young lady. Well, only twenty two. And you heard the woman say I was speaking over here that she was relying on her, him. Cause she didn't cause she quit her job. So she was relying on Brian to be the savior, which was which was also, you know, a no no. You you rely on God and God only, and you know what I'm saying. That's the power of strength, you know what I'm saying, that you get from God. So there was just too many red flags in this whole situation, and you know, you pray for the families of uh, Gabby Batils, you know, you, you know what I'm saying, and don't worry, this bastard will get caught. You know what I'm saying? He will get caught, and once he gets caught. I guarantee you, everybody, you know, he's going to he's going to go down faster than you know it. So like I tell everybody, I'm not going to be on on here too long. I'm going to get off in a few. But I'm just telling everybody all the time, like, you better be thinking about your decisions and behaviors. OK, and making sure that you you make the right decisions, who you lay with in the bed, because we already know, you know, we all make much. Uh, we all make mistakes. We all say the wrong things. We all do the wrong things. Nobody in, in this life is, is, you know what I'm saying, is 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 always going to say the right thing. But I'm just going to say, pray for the family. Sorry, this is a long video. Pray for the family. Um, feel free to check out my YouTube channel. Check out. Uh, type in my name. It's Russell Mills. R U S S E L L M I L L S. May twenty second, two thousand seventeen. My first video was called Why Black People Settle for Less. I want to uh, please subscribe, whatever, check it out. I don't know how this platform works as good, but try to, you know, 
I mean, I want my videos to grow. I feel like I have a message just like everybody else, you know what I'm saying? But everybody take care. God bless. Peace.